0: Welcome on in, Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the Private Bank, the official bank of your Chicago Fire. We are live as we are each and every week at the Heineken Pub 97 here at the Private Bank Fire Pitch. Fred Huebner along with Paul Tenorio, Frank Klopas will be joined by Chicago goalkeeper Matt Lampson in our third segment. We've got plenty to talk about a couple of games last week, and we'll get you ready for another home game against Minnesota United FC again. United or FC, you couldn't go with just one, but that's my complaint. Guys, um, I'm trying to have some lighten the mood (laughs) a little bit. We've talked all year long about in this league, all teams hit stretches, losing five out of six. This hopefully is the final stretch for the Chicago Fire. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, you have to understand and accept uh, there's going to be setbacks along the way, especially in a long season like this, Paul. I mean, and uh, you know, this team, We haven't talked about setbacks, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think this is, you know, the one situation and a moment where you can look and, you you know, they've dropped three games and I think they they have to snap out of it. But I think most teams go through it and you have to understand it, you have to accept it and you have to move forward. But obviously learn from the games and the mistakes you've made from the past.
2: Yeah, and it's not just Chicago, right? It's every team. I was talking with Chris Duvall earlier for a story I'm working on 442 about Montreal and he was saying we were having some low moments earlier this year and Everyone that's been in this league was saying in the locker room, We're going to come out of this low moment. It's how you come out of it. How quickly do you respond and can you put a run of positive results together? Montreal's done that with four wins in a row to put themselves into a good spot in the playoff position right now. And the Fire have to respond similarly. You know, yes, they've lost five of six. There's not a lot you're going to smile about there. But now it's about how do you respond to this bad spurt here and can you start to get some results with the games that are left at home and that begins against a Minnesota team that has improved a lot but is certainly a little bit more vulnerable than Toronto or Kansas City or NYCFC, three of those losses that we've seen in the last month or so.
0: Yeah, we'll talk more about uh, the Minnesota game coming up but we got to go back and look at what happened in the last week. The Chicago Fire with a midweek game as they took on uh, Montreal up north of the border last week. Sebastian Schweinsteiger greeting the fans. A lot of those Bayern Munich jerseys you see all over the place. And this was one of the tough moments really early in the contest.
1: Yeah, I mean, five minutes in. I mean, you know, I mean, you you don't expect to make a a sub where I think it just really hurts the team. You know, that early in there. And then obviously, you know, a a guy like Christian Dean coming in. I mean, new to the team, not really having any time to, to, to warm up, probably not even expected to, to go in and play. So it goes in a difficult situation. But for me, Paul, this game, more than anything, I mean, we talked about that last game in Columbus, you know, and the mistakes and the turnovers that led to some of the, the Columbus goals. And, you know, and I think going into this match, we talked about, you know, what the fire have to do better, you know, being on the road, being better with the ball, making sure you don't turn the ball over because you knew. look, I mean, Montreal stayed deep. Columbus forced the ball and they hit him on counters.
0: Yeah, they did. then coming back here to a uh, sold out Toyota Park. And uh, there we see Toronto coming to town. They get on the board early. Bastian Schweinsteiger with a blast. And David Accomp gets his leg up, puts it in. We're tied at one here in the 54th minute.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the fire certainly responded well after going down a goal. You like to see this, you know, getting the goal, getting back into the game. But, Toronto's a very talented team and I think some of the areas that we've talked about with how the the fire tend to get a little bit stretched when they try to press started to crop up again in this game It allowed Victor Vasquez to get on the ball in space uh, to give the go-ahead goal and then you know late on when you're pushing you give up that third goal if you're the fire but I, I didn't think it was the worst performance in the world I just think Toronto's a really really good team Um, It was a pretty good game. At 2-1, I thought it was a pretty good back and forth game. The Fire obviously had to push to try to get that equalizer and you give up that third goal. Um, But I still think there are these moments, Frank, in in these last few games where you look at team shape and organization, especially when trying to press. And, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next segment, but if the forward line is going to press high up the field as, you know, when Michael Bradley was dropping deep to find the ball and those forwards are pressing, Dax is pressing, the, the, the rest of the midfield has to press. The back line has to push up to close that space. It wasn't happening quickly enough, that recognition, and it allowed Victor Vasquez to really, I thought, have
1: the best performance of anyone in the game. He was the man of the match for me, but partly because he had so much space to operate. No, I, I agree with you, and then I think, I mean, little things, I mean, we'll show the clips like you talked about, and I think it's the way they came out in that 3-4-1-2 uh, formation, I think You know the two forwards playing against the three in the back really have to work hard and make it predictable force play on one side and keep it there they all have to work together i think to 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 paul's point that didn't happen in certain situations the team got very stretched and when you're playing against a talented uh, team like toronto with the quality of players they have if you get stretched you know you make it a lot easier for them you go late to tackles and it's easy for them to play through you but then also with the with the ball uh, paul i think there were opportunities where right now I think you see the movement of the front runners. I think their inability at times to get the ball or not be involved uh, in moments. I think they're not as patient. I think they're very making similar runs where they're all coming to the ball. And instead of creating more space for the guys in the midfield, they're taking that space away, which made it a lot more easier for, for Toronto to defend against it.
0: Yeah, and it was one nothing at halftime. Then the second half, some changes, I think, in the attack for the Chicago Fire. We saw a lot more of Schweinsteiger going forward. We'll talk more about that as we go along. And I know a lot of people liked seeing that. There were a couple of great opportunities for him in that second half, and and, and hopefully we'll see more of that coming up soon.
1: Yeah, and they changed formation. I think, you know, Paul mentioned it when we started the game. I think they went into a 4-3-3. Uh, they pushed the game. I think it was a good start to that second game. But again, I think it's those little mental lapses against a quality team that make you pay.
0: The Chicago Fire right back at it this coming weekend as they take on in Minnesota United FC. Saturday night, a 7.30 start. It's Star Wars night. You can get not only your ticket, but also a special edition Star Wars Fire scarf. The package is $40. Visit chicago-fire.com. Star Wars night if you can't catch the game it's on CSN plus seven o'clock free game with Dan Kelly Frank Lopez and Paul Tenorio we'll come back we'll take a closer look at some of the things that happened out at a sold-out Toyota Park this past Saturday you're watching Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the private bank
3: one Chicago Fire player can make a difference but the team takes it to a higher level, working together to turn potential into points. The private bank unleashes the power of teamwork to help our customers. Whether saving for your first home or a college education, our team takes it to a higher level with expert advice, ideas, and solutions for you. The private bank, we solve for X. Proud to be the official bank of the Chicago Fire, member FDIC equal housing lender.
0: Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank Fred Hubner Paul Tenorio Frank Klopis as we are talking about a couple of losses back to back last week and getting you ready for what's coming up this weekend as Minnesota United FC comes to a Toyota Park. And guys, the entire first half of the season when everything was going real well, we gave a lot of credit to the leadership in this team. The two are the newer guys in the midfield. And we also, you can throw Janino in there also, along with McCarty and Schweinsteiger. And a stretch like this, losing five out of six, this is when those leaders really have to step up and help out.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the reason why you bring them in. And I think, you know, we talked about this early on with Dax McCarty. He's been through a lot of MLS seasons. He understands that there are these ups and downs. Juninho as well, winning MLS Cups with LA Galaxy. Um, And and I think this week even, you've seen, you know, last week I spoke to Dax about it. You know, he said that was a lot of what he was voicing. This is part of the season. We have Mm -hmm. to work our way out of it. I thought, I saw comments as well this week from Bastian Schweinsteiger saying, you know, this is where we show the character of our team. This is where we have to step up. And start to break out of the funk. So yes, I mean you do lean on your veterans at this point. I think there has to be an understanding within the entire team um, that that everyone needs to up their game a little bit. There can't be any letdown. For example, this game coming up against Minnesota, you can't look at Minnesota's record and say this is going to be an easy game. They just showed that this past weekend in Seattle you know, a tough 2-1 result yeah. only on a penalty kick in injury time did they get, the Seattle get the three points so this is where
0: leadership does play an important role. Yeah, there's no doubt about it and also injuries play a big role. I know teams and coaches never want to blame injuries but there are three guys on the back line for the fire still struggling to get back into the lineup.
2: Absolutely, I mean I think no matter what, you know, coaches will always point out the injuries to you whether they want to call them excuses or not because it does impact the way a team plays and I think especially when you're losing three starters on your back line that is a very <coughs> difficult thing to overcome because it, backline chemistry is so important. The more games that you can play together. Joao Myra and Johan Kapiloff played all season together. That center back chemistry is so important. But then when you look at the way this system was built, a lot of it is focused around the fullback play. Getting the fullbacks up the field, telling the wingers to tuck in and play a little, little bit narrow, and trying to get the service from Matt Polster and Brandon Vincent. I don't think it's a coincidence, for example, that Brandon Vincent has been out for six or seven games now, and, and Nemanja Nikolic hasn't scored in that same stretch of games. Um, a lot of service came from Brandon Vincent on that left side. And when you start to lose those, that service, when you start to lose that chemistry, it's very difficult. I, you know, we're going to have Matt Lampson on next segment. I, I guarantee you, if we ask him about the difficulties of having a back line in front of him, that three different players, you know, it's tough to overcome. And I think the Fire have had to deal with that. And you know, that's the reality of an MLS season.
0: And there's also a lot of things that you guys see as you sit there and pick apart what happens in each of the games, ways that you think the fire can actually
1: step up and improve this week. Well look, I mean the one thing we're gonna go into a couple of clips to show. I think one is on the defensive side of, of the ball and how important uh, the forwards without the ball. I and mean, you often talk about defending and you say well it starts from, from front to back, you know. I think and I think there were moments in this game and opportunities where the front two, you know, can make it a little bit more predictable for the back line. And that doesn't happen. The team gets very stretched, like we talked about it. That's the one thing. I think when you rewind and you look at the first goal, you know, I don't look at the end product. I go back 30 seconds and see where did it initially stop and can you prevent that? That's the first thing. And so also the other thing with the ball, your ability now to, to open up the fuel in moments. I think the, the, the runs are not there. I think there's very similar runs. I think the guys don't get the ball maybe that often. And, you know, they're all making kind of similar runs instead of, working off each other but let's go just to the first clip here and uh just the defensive shape and for me it's very simple as the back three for Toronto Mowinga with the ball is the left center half Nikolic goes to cut it's so important for Akam. he's got to make that five, 10 yard sprint and deny that 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 pass now that doesn't happen they swing the ball to the other side the loose got to go Akam's got to understand we cannot have Bradley on the ball but look how stretch you get as a team Paul Absolutely. I mean, and it's a five-yard sprint, but those are the little things
2: that make the difference, especially when you're playing a team like Toronto FC. If you make things simple and Mavinga has to play that ball over the top, you win the ball, you restart your possession. Instead, they're able to swing out of pressure, switch the field. Now the midfield is unbalanced because they were trying to force things down that left side. It allows Toronto to get things up the field and they have sustained pressure. And yeah, there are multiple things that go wrong in this goal. I thought Christian Dean's. Header clearance could have been better, but, you know, it started early on. And now you
1: look here, again, look at the one, two, three forwards. They all make the same run, Frank. Right, but for me, it it starts, if we go back on this play, it's like you have two forwards from Toronto. They don't press at all. So the minute you force a midfielder to come out and pressure, you have a big advantage in the middle. We don't solve that, plus the fact that the forwards are making the same runs. And then here again, playing out of pressure. You see Schweinsteiger, he sees the field there. He's waiting for McCarty to make that pass. Once that pass is made, Akam's got to get his head up and see where's the space. i got to play a square ball once to Schweinsteiger. We get out of pressure, but you get a bad touch, you get closed in, and instead of now an opportunity to break pressure and have numbers up going the other way, you lose the ball, and now you got to chase again. So it's just little things that sometimes, when you're pressing a little too hard, things are not going your way. Third game in one week. I think the decision making maybe it hasn't been as good. And, and again, these are three things that are happening that that seem small, but
2: that that's where you can win games. I think you know I've been a little bit frustrated, and I think those last two clips show it, where where a comm is is checking back for the ball. Instead of getting high up the field and opening up for space, which is where his strength is, getting out and running in space one-on-one, or even 1v2 against defenders because he has so much pace. And also, in that clip where we showed three strikers all checking back into the same space, there's no reason for Nemanja Nikolic to be near midfield in the middle of the field. Get him high up. The, the, better, the closer he is to the goal and to the 18-yard box, the better it is for the fire. If he's cleared out and a calm is high, Delu can check into that space, you've got Juninho who can step into the space where Nikolic was and now you're better balanced as a team, but this, this is showing I think a lot of people pressing, a lot of people trying to fix things on their own, and you lose some of the dynamic movement in the front line
1: that was so effective early on. I, I agree. Sometimes as a forward, Nikolic, when you're not involved, he's a guy that even when he's making a run like that, it's not like he wants the ball to get it and turn and stuff. He wants a touch on the ball to come one time back and then move out of the way. In the past, I think when he's checking, you have Lou making that run in depth. You have uh, you know, a comic making the run, like Paul said, and then you have different runs. One is coming, one is going. You're able to stretch the team, you gain. But there's a little moments where I think that you can read a situation, you know, and then find ways to, to break the opposing team down. And I think we're not uh, clear with our, with our thought process there.
0: When we come back, we'll have a chance to talk with Chicago Fire goalkeeper Matt Lampson. We'll get back to the ins and outs and the X's and O's in our field vision segment a little bit later on. But Matt Lampson, Chicago Fire goalkeeper, joins us next. You're watching Chicago Fire Weekly presented by The Private Bank.
4: You know, when it comes to preparation, refueling the body, and recovery, Care Rehydrate is redefining rehydration. With vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and electrolytes, AdvoCare Rehydrate can help keep you hydrated during workouts, delay the fatigue, and support recovery to get you back out there faster. That's why AdvoCare Rehydrate is the official sports drink of Major League Soccer. Shop and learn more today at AdvoCare.com.
0: Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the private bank, the official bank of your Chicago Fire. We are live here at the Heineken Pub 97. Happy to be joined by Matt Lampson, Chicago Fire goalkeeper. Matt, thanks for jumping on in.
5: Thanks for having me back again. I must have not screwed up enough in the first time. <laughs> we,
1: we, we love Matt. We want to have him every we week here. We, we didn't not say that. that. We did no, not no. say that. <laughs> no, no,
0: not at all. No, early in the season, we had Gianna. Everything was going well. Uh, recently... <laughs> Five out of six losses uh, yeah. how how 's the mood how, and during practices and everything else with the team
5: yeah the mood's good I mean uh, you guys have pointed it out the there 's ebbs and flows in the season uh, we we were on a high for for twelve games, maybe even longer than that and you know you 're going to have to come back down to earth at some point unfortunately it 's been four or five games in a row without uh, a real good i mean we did get a, a win against uh, new England but uh, when you play against NYCFC and you play against Toronto, two teams that are the upper echelon in the league, you want to prove that you 're just as good, if not better than them and uh, unfortunately we didn 't do that, but at the same time we 're still a very good team we 're still sitting third in the entire league and I think a lot of people lose sight of that they 're just looking at the most recent results um, but we're we 're sitting in a good spot, we have it all in our hands and uh, as cliche as it is, we're gonna take it one game at a time and it starts on Saturday and And it's all within our control to uh, to change things and, and that's, that's what we're gonna do.
2: Well, that, as you point out, I mean, yes, you've gone through this bad kind of stretch here, but you are right still in the thick of things mm-hmm. in the playoff race in third place. But you look, if you peek behind you, the Red Bulls are coming up, Montreal's on a nice run. Um, when you talk about trying to change things over, how much is that a part of the conversation? You know, we're at that stretch of the season where you're talking about momentum for the playoffs. You're talking about home field position for the playoffs. Is that on the minds of, of the players in the locker room as well?
5: Well, Paul, why are you looking behind us? <laughs> like, <have> our, <laughs> our job is to look in front of us. We look at NYCFC and we look at Toronto and we say, we want to be in the one or two spot. We want the home field advantage. Uh, and so uh, obviously there's teams that want to make the playoffs behind us. They want to overtake us. But our job is to to get after the one and two teams. So. Um, And those are the teams that we want to be better than, uh, ultimately. So uh, those are the games that we look forward to. Uh, I know we play NYCFC again. Um, And so those are the games that we we have to come in and and prove that we are in the top two or three in the league um, and and get results in.
1: Uh, Matt, I I, I just wanted to ask you this uh, from a goalkeeping uh, perspective. I often feel like teams get teams in the right moment. I think we've been very fortunate not to have any injuries, or you have one injury here or one injury Mm -hmm. there, but when you have three main guys out in the back, how difficult is it for the back line, but also for you to adjust to to, to the new guys coming in?
5: Yeah, it's extremely difficult. Um, I think back in the Montreal game, we were in shambles just because, uh, I mean, that was Christian Dean's first game with us, and he's been with us for a week maybe. Um, But as you know, Soccer is a game of chemistry. I mean, the teams that have the best chemistry, and within that, the back line itself has its own chemistry, myself included. So uh, you need time to build that relationship, and you need time to know what tendencies are for everybody, who's comfortable with the ball where, and uh, that's something that we need to adjust to on the fly, and it's tough to do, especially when you're coming up against Columbus at Columbus and NYCFC at NYCFC and and Toronto. I mean, those are those are horribly difficult situations to be put in, but uh, we're all professionals and we're going to get better with every practice.
0: I know one of the things that Pano's always like to do, We liked to do it last year, is play the ball out of the back. Did that change a little bit with some of the guys not there on the defensive back four?
5: No, no, uh, you know, it's it, next guy up has to, has to be able to play the same way. Um, I think as a whole we need to, we've, we've done really well building out of the back. Uh, I had two mistakes uh, that, that I can't really do in the, in the last game. Uh, a miss pass to Dax and a miss pass to, to Johan. and Those are the things that I need to eliminate altogether, but um, that comes with familiarity uh, with the whole back line. And, and uh, like what I said, knowing where people are going to be, where they like the ball, things like that. And, um, and we're still growing. We want to be a team that always possesses the ball and always plays out of the back and are comfortable doing it. Um, and it's a work in progress. People are going to make mistakes, and uh, it's, it's whether we learn from them and, and get better from them. Um, and it's always nice if you make mistakes and you don't get scored on too, so that helps.
2: It's always <laughs> easy when a, when a last place team comes in for people to say, oh, three points, no problem, Minnesota. How Was it almost important in a way for fans, for other people, whether it's in the locker room outside, to see what they did in Seattle, to take them to the 93rd minute, needing a penalty kick Seattle did to, to get three points out of that game against Minnesota to say, hey, listen, this isn't going to be us walking out on the field and getting three points just because.
5: Yeah, well, I've always said that the the MLS is built on parity, so you can't ever take a game for granted, you know, and, and this, team is, this team is a very tough team. They've progressively gotten better and better and better throughout the whole year. And um, it's going to be a tough game. As you said, they played their hearts out in Seattle. And, and you know a result like that can go either way. Um, and, and we will be ready. And we, we expect a very tough game. Um, but we do play well at home. And, and as long as we do everything that we know we can do and play the way we can play, uh, I think we'll be fine. But, but we are expecting a dogfight. And it's going to be a tough time.
0: You're speaking about playing well at home. Just recently, uh, this past Saturday, you lost your first game of the year at home. How much does that home crowd help you guys out there at Toyota Park? Oh, it's
5: unbelievable. Um, they're they're incredibly loud. They fill in every seat, and and they're supporting us no matter what. And we couldn't do it without them. And and uh, they've had to suffer through quite a few poor seasons, and and we're now giving them something really really exciting to cheer about. And it's it's nice that they're there uh, even when we lose. Uh, they're they're still supporting us no matter what. It's it's an awesome feeling.
0: Well, Matt's got a big event coming up this Saturday morning well before the game. We'll talk about that when we come back. Don't forget the Minnesota United FC in town Saturday. Get your tickets at Chicago-Fire.com. We'll talk more about Star Wars Night also a little bit later on in the show. You're watching Chicago Fire Weekly presented by The Private Bank.
3: One Chicago Fire player can make a difference but the team takes it to a higher level, working together to turn potential into points. The private bank unleashes the power of teamwork to help our customers. Whether saving for your first home or a college education, our team takes it to a higher level with expert advice, ideas, and solutions for you. The private bank, we solve for X. Proud to be the official bank of the Chicago Fire, member FDIC equal housing lender.
0: Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the private bank, Fred Hubner, along with Paul Tenorio, Frank Lopez, and Chicago Fire goalkeeper, Matt Lampson. We've been talking about the uh, Chicago Fire on the pitch. Uh, you've got an event coming up on Saturday morning, which I know Frank is all set to, be- to go to
1: already. Listen, that's why we have Matt every week here, man. <laughs> I mean, look at this. I mean, Paul couldn't stop man, on the break. I mean, we didn't see it, but he put a couple away already.
2: <laughs> well, I have a game tonight. I, I was good. I had a cart earlier. I thought I'm going to be fit for my game tonight. Lampson shows up with donuts and I house a Boston you cream don't. You don't the show have starts. to eat
5: them. No, I'm not forcing like you, you to eat them. You pressured me. You pressured me pretty but early. But you know what he said? He
1: goes, <laughs> I haven't eaten anything all day. I said, I need some energy, man. I need some, uh, <laughs> some of this quick. Uh, Pure
5: energy right in front of us. Exactly. There
2: you go. <laughs> well, I will be swinging by on Saturday morning, but tell us a little bit about the event.
5: Yeah, so uh, it's going on at every single uh, Glaze and Infused location, but specifically uh, myself and, and a few of my teammates will be working the counter. Uh, and interacting with with the customers uh, at the Armitage location uh, in in Lincoln Park, and we're very excited. Half of everything that's sold at that location will be going to Lampstrong, and uh, there will be Chicago Fire Donuts uh, at all the other locations. So every one of those you buy uh, goes to Lampstrong as well. So uh, help support Lampstrong Foundation, and and uh, and and come meet some some players and get donuts. Uh, and it's been it's been awesome. So. Very excited for it.
0: Some of your teammates are going to be out there with you. That's right.
5: That's right. Uh, They, they, most of the guys that live together, I I won't call what we call it, but uh, (laughs) but but, uh, it's uh, Johnny Campbell, Daniel Johnson, um, Stephen Cleveland, and Brian Bronico will be out there. So uh, if you, if you're young and single lady, I'm sure they'd want to meet you. <laughs> from to 9, to 12, nine to twelve, they're going to be there. So up on the brown line, get right there. yeah, it's right easy there.
2: To get there, no problem. We're going to pull out the single ads now and get back to talking. About
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is this event? Is this the first year that you're doing this?
5: Yeah, this is the first. I, I've done uh, a Chicago donut tour this past off season that I went to every single donut place in Chicago. Uh, and I hosted everybody and we took them around on a trolley. But this is the first one of, of this kind that I've just partnered with one place in particular. And
1: we got to do like a Greek restaurant tour or something. <laughs> yeah, like Greek I mean, island. You know, we have enough I places that we can stop and... Uh, I, that's what I feel like my normal weeks are when I eat with you, is a freaking <laughs> tour of the Greek restaurant. That's right.
2: <laughs> um, Matt, tell me a little bit more about what, what you guys have done with Lamstrong so far. Um, and kind of what the the goal is ultimately of the foundation, too.
5: Yeah, so uh, so far since I've come to Chicago uh, We've partnered with Louie Children's Hospital. Uh, I just donated $20,000 to them uh, to, to basically give uh, To give information and resources to cancer patients and families to just be healthy during treatment and following treatment my goal is uh, to help kids, uh, particularly kids that are interested in athletics, but any any adolescent or young adult that once they're done with chemotherapy to get back to as close to precancerous condition as possible, that was a huge goal for me to get back on the soccer field and just live a better life. Um, and, and it's incredibly difficult to do on your own. I didn't have the resources or the knowledge base to do it Efficiently it took me a long time. So uh, I want to provide kids with with the information resources and guidance uh, And inspiration to to do it much much easier than I'd had
0: Uh, over the last two years My wife and I have both been dealing with cancer and we talked to you a while ago at the uh, white party a couple years ago, but the thing you brought up though with the families is Mm -hmm. so important because you're not going through this alone. You never
5: do. Absolutely. Yeah, you've always got people fighting with you. Uh, and they are getting affected, maybe not as medically as you are, sure. but they are being affected. And uh, whenever I meet my heroes uh, before, uh, after every single game that I play, uh, it means just as much to the parents to see what their child can be, not necessarily a professional athlete, but what they can achieve after they're done with treatment, just as much as uh, it means to the kid to be out on the field with me. So uh, it's a very humbling experience. I'm very grateful to have it.
0: You have, uh, are there some times when you have your heroes that come to all your home games and they say, Matt, it's great, we love seeing you, but can we go meet somebody else?
5: Uh, <laughs> and away games, by the way. Okay. And that did happen so far this year. Uh, they wanted to meet a guy that wears number 31. <laughs> um, n- no surprise there. And, you know, I felt kind of like Make-A-Wish, and I was like, you know what, I'll get him out here. It was after a loss, and he still came out. Uh, so that tells you the type of guy that he is, yeah. uh, with no vested interest, but he still came out and, and met with him. Uh, so it was a special experience for him too, and, and um, I'm, I'm grateful to have him as a teammate and a friend, he's a great guy.
2: It's, uh, it's always one of my favorite parts being down on the sideline, um, to see you after the game jogging, to, to see the hero and the family. Um, because you can see them waiting in the excitement that's there and, and before the game sometimes they come down too. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just a really cool thing you do and, and it's, it's especially neat because you can see the excitement on all of their faces. You can see the impact as it's happening right there.
5: Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's something that I'd, I hadn't really experienced or realized until my parents pointed it out because uh, it's something that they noticed uh, as a parent themselves. Um, and And that's when I really started to love uh, setting up setting up all these heroes. It's amazing.
0: We know you're very comfortable in front of the mic, but uh, <laughs> before, the, before you came here, Paul was a little concerned because he says you always like to give it to him a little bit when he asks you a question. always always a little bit of uh... I'm just
5: trying to make him a better journalist, a better better reporter, a better uh, on couch persona. <laughs> And uh, I feel like I'm helping him achieve his professional goals.
1: He's got a lot of work left to do, but I appreciate <laughs> but the effort. You, you often t- uh, tell me that he's always got a smile on his face. You don't know he's he's like he he's joking with the answer he's given you. Or that's, is right, that, that's right. That's I mean, right. Like he, he doesn't he know, you know me guessing.
2: well enough. Listen, I'll tell you what. It's The two people that keep me on my toes the most in this job has been Bruce Arena and Matt Lampson because they both make me think double hard about what question I'm going to ask because <laughs> I'm going to get something back. So, Matt, just so you know, you're right up there with Bruce.
5: Oh, i have to talk about him and come up with some strategy then. Perfect.
0: <laughs> Matt, appreciate you jumping on in the event coming up on Saturday. People can always find out more information chicago-fire.com or a lampstrong.com, Correct. That's
5: right. And goglaze.com.
0: There you go. Goglaze.com. Either Good or... luck this Saturday.
5: Thank you very much, guys.
0: Matt Lampson, Chicago Fire. Goalkeeper. We come back. We'll get you ready for Minnesota United coming to town Saturday. It's a 7.30 start. Star Wars night. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. It's Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by The Private Bank.
4: You know, when it comes to preparation, refueling the body, and recovery, AdvoCare Rehydrate is redefining rehydration. With vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and electrolytes, AdvoCare Rehydrate can help keep you hydrated during workouts, delay the fatigue, and support recovery to get you back out there faster. That's why AdvoCare Rehydrate is the official sports drink of Major League Soccer. Shop and learn more today at AdvoCare.com.
0: Welcome back in, it is time for Fire Field Vision, powered by NovaCare. As the Chicago Fire, after a couple of losses last week and dropping five of their last six, they've got the expansion Minnesota United FC coming to town. Fred Hubner, along with Paul Tenorio and uh, Frank Klopas. And guys, uh, I understand, and you're right, Paul, in the last segment you mentioned how it was nice seeing, I mean, for a lot of people, seeing exactly what Minnesota can bring running uh, Seattle at Seattle all the way to the uh, extra time before Seattle got the victory, but you always need and want to take ex- advantage of those expansion teams. And that's what the Fire needs to do this Saturday.
2: No doubt, but you know I, I know Adrian Heath very well. I covered him when he was coaching Orlando City uh, both in USL and then in MLS and I can tell you something. His teams always pull off one upset a year. One, big, one or two big games where they shouldn't have anything to do with that game he, he gets them fired up. They, they usually play good soccer. It's been a little bit more of a struggle to do that with this Minnesota team. They just don't have the pieces yet. But he certainly can coax the best out of his team in these big moments where everyone's overlooking them. And you better believe that after that performance in Seattle where they push them all the way and they get that penalty kick in the 93rd minute, Adrian is saying out there at training right now, hey, we almost pulled it off in Seattle. Let's go to Chicago and, pull, uh, and do what no one expects us to do and, and they, this is a roster that still has a lot of work to do before they're <laughs> a contender in MLS, but there are some pieces I really like here as well. I mean Kevin Molino for me has not been playing great the last few weeks, but he's one of the better players in Major League Soccer in my opinion. The Tico, Francisco Calvo, the captain, playing left back, not his normal position, but he's, he's probably their second best player on that Minnesota team. He's a, a good defender, good with the ball at his feet usually. Um, I, I think Ibsen has been way better than I expected. So they have some pieces in place here. Abu Dhanladi, two great chances against Seattle. He doesn't finish, but it shows that he's got the ability to put
1: himself in those positions, Frank. No, you're right, Paul. I mean, he's got, some, uh, he's got some pace. So there's a threat there, you know, in transition. We always talk about with this fire team, at least the last two or three games, you know, managing the ball and being good with the ball because with Dhanladi on top, you can. You saw in that Seattle match, the opportunity, He he broke through, he got some two clear opportunities to get that second goal that didn't happen so there is a threat with the space to get behind finley yes you know he comes in now i mean he's always a threat he he makes some very good diagonal runs from the right side he scored a great goal you know if ramirez he's still injured i don't know if he comes back because i think you know he's got qualities he's not there but he's a guy that's as a striker he needs service but i think there are pieces there molino he's a very good player you know but the thing is can he be a guy now that you know that you can count on in every game to, to make a difference. You know, a big time player, you know, does he have that kind of mentality and personality? That's yet to be there because when, at moments, he's been fantastic. How important
0: is it after the fire dropped their first home game of the season, for them to not only get out there and get a victory, but get on the board early. Show early in the contest what they have.
2: I mean, I think anytime you're at home in a game you should win, you want to strike first and you want to set the tone early on. Um, you don't, most importantly, when you're playing a team like Minnesota, you don't want to give them the confidence that they can stay in the game. The longer this game stays 0 0, the better it is for Minnesota, or even if, obviously, if they can steal a goal. So you want to put that down right away, that, that energy, that confidence. And I'm telling you, man, this guy, Ethan Finley, one thing I, I think stands out about certain players on Minnesota, and, and Calvo and Molino, two guys I really like, watching that Seattle game, a bit too casual for me. They give the ball away and then they're jogging, they're not really closing down. You watch this guy, Ethan Finley, I mean, he is sprinting 60 yards back to get in the right defensive shape. I think that kind of mentality is contagious. I think that when you bring a guy like that into your team or bring a Sam Cronin into your team, you start to improve that mentality. So if you can get that early goal and maybe tamper down the expectations for
1: Minnesota that maybe they can pull it off, that, that'd be huge. But Ethan Finley for me is, is gonna be a key in this game. I think he's, yeah, he's a good pickup. I think Cronin coming in, I think they're really hurting a little bit on the left side with Birch being out because like you said, you have a center back like Calvo, you push him out wide, he doesn't wanna be there. That was evident against the game against Seattle. But I think even in a game like that, that you felt, listen, they gotta walk away with a point. Again, those mental lapses and moments the one set piece goal and yes, Boxel slips with Marshall goes through. But even on the PK, it starts from a set piece and their inability to clear a ball and give second opportunities to Sierra. And then, you know, I mean, you, you, walking away from a point and then losing, it's got to be deflating for them. So I agree with Paul, if you get on top of them early here, you know, and then don't let them think that there is an opportunity they have a chance at this game the better it will be and it's a good opportunity for Nikolich maybe and to get back on track here yeah
2: and i think that left side is going to be the place to to really attack in this game especially if matt Polster's is back because brent coleman a center back who's been playing a lot for minnesota According to newspaper reports up in Minnesota, was riding the exercise bike at training today. He's got multiple injuries. I don't know if it was just a rest thing early in the week, but if he can't go, you have to move Calvo back into center back, and then you're playing Ish Jomei at left back. He's a natural midfielder winger. He's not a left back, so that's an area you can take advantage. Uh, But they're going
1: to have to wait and see how this team lines up I just think there are some issues there but but also centrally I think with with the two in the middle if the fire depending how they decide to play I think they can be an area where they can dominate the the, the the central part of the field and then attack them out wide like you're saying
0: well and Frank you were you were a striker you were a guy that scored goals what is it what's on Nikolic's mind right now not scoring in as many games as he has I think, think
1: he's frustrated for sure you know it's not one or two games you know I mean mm-hmm. that seven games you haven't scored And, I mean, he hasn't gotten service. He hasn't been dangerous. And I think he's trying. You can just see the guy defensively moving and and trying different things. And sometimes you're trying a little bit too hard. You know, we always cliches. You talk about you got to have a short memory as a forward or it's always about the next play. But you know what? You're not in his shoes. So I think for me, keep it simple. Keep making good runs like you can. Don't come deep to the ball. He was dangerous when he was looking to get behind constantly. And then he breaks away at one point, you know, because he keeps the back line guessing. I think for me, this is a good opportunity for him to get back on track and for the team to do so also.
0: When we come back, we'll talk more about Minnesota United FC coming to town. You can get your tickets. 7.30 start at Toyota Park. It is Star Wars night coming up this Saturday. You can get your ticket, and also you pick up a ticket and a special edition Star Wars fire scarf. The package is $40. Visit chicago-fire.com slash Star Wars night. start, get on out there. The Chicago Fire have been selling them out the last couple of weeks. Full houses. Let's see if we can get another one this week against Minnesota. We come back, we'll talk more about that contest. This is Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the Private Bank.
3: One Chicago Fire player can make a difference, but the team takes it to a higher level, working together to turn potential into points. The Private Bank unleashes the power of teamwork to help our customers. Whether saving for your first home or a college education, our team takes it to a higher level with expert advice, ideas, and solutions for you. The Private Bank. We solve for X. Proud to be the official bank of the Chicago Fire. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
0: Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by The Private Bank. The Chicago Fire getting ready to take on Minnesota United FC coming up this Saturday, 7.30 at Toyota Park. Get on out there to catch the game. If you can't, 7 o'clock on CSN Plus. It'll be Dan Kelly, along with Frank Lopas and Paul Tenorio. And guys, we talk about road wins for the Chicago Fire and how tough it is. Real tough for an
1: expansion team. They are, they are winless as they come here to Chicago. I mean, Paul talked about it. I mean, I think the thing with this expansion teams, it's always better to play them early on because as, as, as the season wears on, you know, they're going to get better and better. I think they made some good additions. And I agree with Paul. I think Adrian Heath for me is a very good coach. He always gets his teams up to play. They tried to play good soccer. I think it's been a little difficult for him because maybe he hasn't gotten the players that he wanted early on. But I do agree with him. I think there's a couple games in the season. They'll surprise you. And they came close to, to doing that on the road against Seattle.
2: Listen, I I say all the time in a three-year building plan at MLS to get to a point where you can be a consistent winner. It's even more difficult as an expansion team in some respects. one hand, you don't have any of the baggage. On the other hand, you have to put 30 guys together and turn them into a team in one month. And, you know, talking to Adrian Heath back in Orlando, it wasn't just about chemistry on the field. You know, Frank, you can speak to this. As a coach, it takes time to learn what guys like, what they don't. You know, can you yell at them? Do you have to put your arm around them? You know, are they a guy that you want to pump up during the week or a guy you try to manage his emotions? And Adrian is a guy who is a player's coach. He likes to know all of those tendencies. And it took a long time, I think, to get to know this team. Then you add in the fact that they probably only hit on about 30% of the guys they brought into this team. They had to do a massive makeover halfway through the season, and they're still not all the way there yet. So like you said, Frank, I mean, early in the season, this was a very susceptible team. They weren't very good. They, they had some players who are just not MLS level. They've corrected some of those mistakes. I agree. But now you're seeing a team that's capable of getting a result. Yeah. And they will get a result on the road before the end of the season, I think, that will surprise somebody because Ethan Finley comes into the picture. Sam Cronin's a bit more of a leader. You start to get that back four together a bit, bit more. You know, when Christian Ramirez comes back and you have a goal scorer again, they're getting closer. They're not
1: there yet. They're probably still another year and a half away from being there but they're getting closer. Well, and I do agree with you. I think with this new teams it's like how can you manage expectations? And that, you know, for me it's always setting some challenging but also realistic goals. And I think in the end of the day if you look at this Minnesota team and the way Atlanta went about uh, putting a team together and the money amount of money that one team spent versus the other, it's like night and day comparisons. But, you know, if they do give this guy an opportunity and uh, time Adrian Heath, which I hope they do, I think he's going to get it right, and I think you're right. I think like, it's a dangerous team. You can't underestimate any team in this league uh, and uh, because the changes they made, Paul, there's some good changes. And I will say, though, when you look at the on-field
2: product specifically of this Minnesota team, when you're an expansion team that's not going to be as talented as other teams around you, you have to win certain areas to win games. Big one is set pieces. That's a way for a bad team to get a result, to score on a set piece and to be good defensively. Right. It's been the opposite in Minnesota. 18 set-piece goals directly from a, a direct kick of some kind, that's not good. It's, it's, it's very, very bad,
1: actually. And I think it's been a big part of why this team has struggled. You cannot give goals away there if you're not a good team. I agree with you. 18, I would say 19 because the second goal in Seattle, I think, came from a set-piece. 51 goals against. But the, the thing for me is that, you, that the game is your point of reference, the last game. And I think your ability to learn from mistakes because mistakes make you better. You learn. It just seems to me with this team from beginning up to this point, I mean, they still haven't learned because they still take certain plays off. We talked about it. And then I think they get themselves in trouble. And that's the thing. I mean, how many goals you got to give away until you say, you know what? That's it. We got to fix something. And that's an area of concern. Well, you've got their lineup in
2: front of you. And if you run through that, you talk about guys who you're watching these games and you're saying it's not enough. It's not enough effort defensively. Ibsen, very good on the ball, a bit lazy defensively. Kevin Molino very good on the ball doesn't do nearly enough defensive work uh you know calvo turns on turns off during the course of the season um this guy's this winger sam nicholson works very hard but really doesn't impact the game as a winger you've got to change the game when you're on the ball so there are all these little areas where you know, a coach can only do so much. And then some responsibility, in my mind, falls on the player to understand the level. And, you know, maybe it's about adding some pressure. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Adrian Heath at some point in the season if Kevin Molino keeps playing the way he is or Calvo keeps playing the way he is to yank him off the field and say, you're not
1: guaranteed a starting job here. I'll put somebody else in that's willing to do the work. Uh, listen, that's all good. It just as long as you have some, some good depth behind you to well, do that's that. That's the problem, But right? that's the thing. I mean, with this guy's I can, I, I'm okay. And the, the guys behind you, Paul, they're okay as long as you put numbers up. You know, when you don't do that and then you let the team down, especially when you're a guy that's been brought there to really take a leadership, be a difference maker, hold the ball and in the difficult moments make a difference and you don't, you can't take plays off. You gotta be a difference maker every game. But well, when you look at the guys behind them on midfield, yeah, not a lot of options.
0: Well, that was our look at Minnesota F- or United FC, the Valspar Primer, the official paint of your Chicago Fire. We come back, we'll go around the league, take a look at what's going on around Major League Soccer. A lot of it with Rivalry Week weekend coming up. This is Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the Private Bank.
4: You know, when it comes to preparation, refueling the body, and recovery, AdvoCare Rehydrate is redefining rehydration. With vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and electrolytes, AdvoCare Rehydrate can help keep you hydrated during workouts, delay the fatigue, and support recovery to get you back out there faster. That's why AdvoCare Rehydrate is the official sports drink of Major League Soccer. Shop
0: and learn more today at AdvoCare.com. Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the private bank, Fred Huebner, Paul Tenorio. Frank Clopas and coming up this Saturday it is Star Wars Night at Toyota Park. The guys right. have the scarves that you can get. You go to chicago-fire.com starwarsnight. Pick up your ticket and a scarf $40 for the pair. Check it out today. There you see all the information. Ticket and the scarf package. Limited availability. chicago-fire.com Star Wars. Night. I know you've been, you've been looking at this scarf ever since you got it. Let me tell you something. I texted a photo
2: of this scarf, both sides, to my buddy Brian Strauss at Sports Illustrated. Yeah. He has a huge scarf collection from his time covering soccer. I think more than a hundred scarves from different games around the world. Uh, he only collects them if he goes to the game. And he is very upset that he's not going to be at this game. He told me, seriously, he was like upset. He was like, you need to take one of these scarves. They're going to be a great collector's items. I told him I'd send him one, but it, it would break his rules. So, uh, Brian Strauss Scarf Extraordinaire wants you guys to know it's worth getting one of these scarves. He told me it'll pay for one of my kids' college tuition down the line. So, very, I'm going to take it nice. for You better collect
1: worth. it. I'm keeping this one. I'm not giving this one. I just like the, <laughs> the, the the ships, man. I don't
2: know the name of the ships, but I'm not a good enough Millennium, star. I got to give this to my brother in law.
1: He's a crazy oh, nut uh, yeah. Star Wars Whatever.
0: star. X Wing? X Wing? Yeah. All right, there we go. I got something. a little bit of help. Yeah. Well, you need a lot of help with that. I need a lot about of help, it. for sure. But, you know, um, Major League Soccer came out with the announcement earlier today, as a matter of fact, the uh, date for MLS Cup. So keep the date available. December 9th it will be the date for MLS Cup live on ESPN and hopefully live very close to a We're
1: stadium near you. Right here at Toyota Park. Yeah. Easy drive, no problem. it would be well, fantastic. That'd be great
2: for me, man. I'll tell you what, I'm taking a vacation starting Monday after Cup, so if I don't have to fly out. That'd be beautiful. Well, it's even better for you that the game's <laughs> on ESPN because you
1: won't be on the sideline. That's right. <laughs> the, the December 9th, I don't want to be on the sideline a good anywhere. thing we're prepared because we'll have our scarf with us. <laughs> yes, I'm keeping
0: this one from... Uh, There's no doubt about it. Hey, this week, a big week, not only this weekend, rivalry week, but also tonight. There's seven games in Major League Soccer tonight. Some big games, big games coming up this weekend, but also big games this evening.
2: Listen, if you're yeah. a Fire fan, there are some games you really should be paying attention to, especially in the Eastern Conference, and... Right after this show ends, there's two absolutely huge games when it comes to the standings in the East. D.C. United, Atlanta, uh, at D.C., That's a big, big game. Atlanta United, they have 12 games left this season, more than anyone else in Major League Soccer. Eight of those at home, but these next
1: two games on the road, if they can get four points, they're huge. I agree. In D.C., and then they go to Philly next week, but this is uh, two big, important games before that home stretch. It would set them off
2: before that home stretch, and then, of course, Columbus, L.A., Columbus has just eight games left this season. They need to win all four home games that they have coming up. I believe four of their next five are at home. They need every single point, and that starts against an L.A. Galaxy team that everyone's used to saying L.A. is L.A., they're good. They're one point ahead of Minnesota United. This is a bad L.A. Galaxy team. Columbus needs to take advantage at home tonight.
1: I I agree with you, Paul. I think it's huge. There's home games for Columbus. I think they're running out of games. There's home games at home become must-win games for them and then you know the 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 Montreal game you know also Montreal I think with with their form right now and then the the games that they have at home and then you know they they put some 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 uh, some games in a row that they've won I think they're putting that pressure on and I think that's why this also becomes you know a big game for them but also for Columbus it becomes almost a must win especially at home quick observation Toronto
2: Philadelphia Toronto with a full-strength lineup They want that supporter shield. They want the record for most points in the season in Major League Soccer. They're going after it. And then Dallas-Houston in the West also tonight. Another
0: good game to watch. Yeah, a big game on Sunday as Montreal entertains TFC and also Seattle and Portland. It's rivalry week. Chicago Fire, they got Minnesota United FC. Get your scarf. Go to chicago-fire.com. Slash Star Wars Night. Find out all the information. Also, check out Rock. Against Racism, the concert in the uh, Section 8 tailgate. They'll be doing that before the contest. So get to the game early, tailgate with the guys from Section 8, and check out Rock Against Racism, the concert they're gonna have there. Paul Tenorio, Fred Hubner, Frank Lopez. Don't forget, get on out there. 7.30 start this Saturday at Toyota Park. Thanks to Matt Lampson for jumping on in, and thank you for watching Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by The Private Bank.